Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, I'm the cat, Mike Kapler. With me, the Breeze Man, Joel Brzezinski. Once again, it's Growing in Grace. Just another 14 minutes together. That's all we've got, but we do this every week, and we thank you for sharing it with a friend. Joel, good to be with you. And good to be with you too, Cap. <laughs> we, we, uh... Don't, don't even mention it. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. It's just when I'm in your presence, I just feel like laughing. I didn't I was even just, give you any presents. Uh, I, that's that's exactly right. I just laugh because I'm so happy, even though you never give me anything. But I was just <laughs> hey. thinking about something that you uh, you posted on on somebody's Facebook page the other day. He's got a Barney Fife picture that he posted for his profile. I was just thinking, you know what? If anyone ever wants to get in a trivia contest with Andy Griffith, don't do it against Mike Kapler. Uh, he'll blow you away because he knows every factoid out there that has anything well, to do with Andy Griffith. I used to. I, I haven't been able to watch it as much. I might be a little rusty on that. But, yeah, what a great show. Well, as long as you're in the laughing mood, Joel, as we as we continue our, our little series of, of discussions on tithing, I'm going to start out with a little story for you, okay? And then I'm going to let you get into Hebrews 7, okay? Hold on, let me get back, sit back, relax, get my coffee yeah, here. I'm the funny guy, and, and, okay. and you, can, uh, you, know, you, can, you can share all the spiritual stuff. Um, <laughs> all right, so a- after receiving be a beautiful guy. haircut, a doctor asks the barber, he says, how much do I owe you? Oh, I never charge a doctor, the barber says. You all do such good, important work, it's, it's on the house. So the next morning, the barber arrives at his shop and finds a thank you note and a bottle of wine on his doorstep from the doctor. So later that day, a police officer walks into the same barber shop, and after a great haircut, the police officer says, how much do I owe you? And the barber says, oh man, I I never charge a police officer. You all do such good, important work. And so the next morning, the barber arrives at his shop, and he finds a thank you note and a box of candy on his doorstep from the police officer. And later that day, a pastor walks into the same barber shop. After a great haircut, the pastor says to the barber, he says, how much do I owe you? Oh, I never charge a pastor, the barber says. You all do such good, important work. So the next morning, the barber arrives at his shop and finds 12 other pastors on his doorstep. Hey. And and I want to clarify as we talk about tithing here, we're, we're having some good fun here. Uh, you know, pastors, I, I'm on your side. I, exactly. I know it. I know it takes money to work the ministry. I, we realize that, and we're going to talk more about that as we move along here. But we haven't reached that point yet, so hang in there with us. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> that is some good stuff. But we we do respect and, and honor uh, what people are doing out there in the ministry uh, because uh, we know that. Pastors and and people who are out there, you know, you're out there, you know, helping people understand the truth, helping people to understand who they are in Christ, and and all the work that you do, you're you're reaching your hands out to help other people, and you don't get a whole lot of respect a lot of times, and so uh, we do definitely appreciate uh, everything that pastors and and other people who are in various aspects of ministry do. You know, we were uh, we've been talking about the old covenant tithes the last few weeks. And we won't go through that stuff again, but 
Uh, one thing that we mentioned, I think briefly, was Abraham and, and his his tithe to Melchizedek, the priest Melchizedek. I hear this talked about a lot when, when people are talking about the tithe. Well, see, just open your Bibles to Hebrews 7. I mean, after they get the, the Malachi stuff done, taking them way out of context, <laughs> they'll go to Hebrews 7 eventually. Abraham, of course, went out in a battle and, and won back the stuff that some kings had taken in a battle from you know his ne- his nephew Lot and Lot's family and both towns of Sodom and Gomorrah. So all their possessions had been taken away, and Abraham formed a, a, a little army and went and got all that stuff back, and he brought a tenth of the stuff and gave it to Melchizedek. Now there's a this passage in Hebrews where you know Cap, you and I we've talked a lot about the book of Hebrews. And how the whole point, you know, if you could sum up Hebrews, the whole point is the superiority of the new covenant and of the blood of Jesus over the old covenant and the uh, sacrifices and the whole uh, old covenant system. And so what I think is kind of weird is that, you know, this writer of Hebrews, he is going along talking about this superior sacrifice, and then suddenly according to what what many in the church would say, then suddenly he just says, all right, let me just throw in a little passage here about tithing. (laughs) You know, let's just, let's just, let me make a point about tithing to your church. Uh, And I, and I'm thinking to myself, there's something wrong with that. So we'll talk a little bit about what Hebrews actually says here. Yeah, we do that a lot, don't we? We've talked about that because, uh, you know, the, the way our Bible is written in chapters and verses and little captions here and there, little headlines, you might want to call them. But I, I love the book of Hebrews, and, and I think this book, like a lot of Paul's writings, I mean, in fact, I like the book of Hebrews so much, Joel, it's, it's uh, a- after all of Paul's epistles, it's my second favorite book. <laughs> but um, I, I think this book flows, and, and, and you're right, it, it doesn't, it, all of a sudden, it, it's not one of those things where all of a sudden it's a different TV show that's on. I think there's, there's a thought process that flows here from, from beginning to end for the most part in this book. Yeah, it really does. And so rather than it being, you know, if you're listening to, uh, you know, somebody t- talking about giving and then, and they go through, they go to this passage and that passage, and they go all throughout their Bible to find verses about giving and they throw in Hebrews seven and, and tell you that Hebrews seven is saying that uh, as Christians, we're supposed to tithe. Well, hopefully, you know, w- would you just mind listening to what we have to say about this? Because I think, and I hope that you'll get a different perspective on this. Again, the writer is talking about the superiority of Jesus Christ. That's what the book is about. That's what he's writing about. And in Hebrews seven, he says um, he, he goes. He talks about the story of what happened, and here's what it says. This is Hebrews seven. Hebrews 7, 4 through 10. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. He's talking about Melchizedek. And indeed, those who are of the sons of Levi, who receive the priesthood, have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them receives tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here, mortal men receive tithes. Now he's talking about the Levite priests, but there he receives them, talking about Melchizedek and, and Jesus Christ, because Melchizedek was a type of Christ, or some would even say a pre-cross appearance of Christ. 
And uh, then it says, even Levi who receives tithes paid tithes through, through Abraham, so to speak, uh, for he was still in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. Now let's just let's just break this down just a little bit. What he's saying here is that when Abraham gave his tithe to Melchizedek, the Levites had not been born yet. They were still in Abraham's bosom, so to speak. And so when Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek, it's just as if the Levites had given a tithe to Melchizedek. To Melchizedek. And what that signifies is that Melchizedek was superior to the Levites. And Melchizedek, being a type of Christ, he is superior to the Levites. Again, the whole point here has nothing to do with us tithing to Abraham, us tithing to Melchizedek, us, us tithing, tithing to Jesus. But the whole point here is that the sacrifice of Jesus and the whole ministry of Jesus was superior to any and all things that the Levites ever did. Well, and as I look, I know what you just read there, Joel, and as I, I just go past that, verse 11 of Hebrews 7, Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, again, it starts out with therefore, so back up and see what it's there for. If perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek and not be called according to the order of Aaron? And then a few verses down from there, for the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. And then as, as you keep reading, Joel, and get into chapter 8 and beyond, he's laying a foundation here. He's already been leading up to it and then continues to lay a foundation here for what he's about to continue talking about regarding Christ now becoming our high priest. Yeah, and so that's why it's so important to, you know, to, to look at all these things, not just be uh, someone who's going to be talking about giving and tithing and say, well, let me see what, again, I'm repeating myself from earlier, let's see what passages I can find in the Bible that talk about giving. Oh, here's Hebrews 7, it talks about tithing, <laughs> and then rip, rip that passage out of context. Uh, but like you say, in this passage here, he's building up, He's building up to something, and in the whole thing, you know, what he's saying is that this new covenant, there's something about it that completely obliterates the old covenant. You know, the Levite ministry and everything that happened under the old covenant was great. It, it had its purpose. It had its time. It had its purpose. But, you know, the writer of Hebrews is talking to who? He's talking to the Hebrews. He's talking to the Jews who know all about this. He, they know all about the Old Covenant sacrifices. They know all about uh, the Levite priesthood because they lived it. They lived through that. And now he's trying to help them to understand. You see what happened under this covenant that you were in? Well, let me tell you about this better covenant, better promises, and a, a better sacrifice, something that's completely better than the old. Let me tell you about that. Let me use this an as an example, he says. Abraham gave a tithe to Melchizedek, who is a type of Christ. And so look, look what we can get out of that story. The Levites were still in Abraham's bosom when Abraham tithed to Melchizedek. See, can't you see from this, you know, he's telling him, can't you see from this example that Melchizedek and Jesus, what Melchizedek represents, is superior and is better and supersedes this old covenant. That's the point of all that. So, like I said, if anyone ever tries to tell you that Melchizedek 7 is telling Christians to tithe, you know, ask them if they'll read along more of the, the, the context with you and, and see if that hopefully will bring out the true meaning of that. Yeah. And I know you could edit this, Joel, and I hope you don't, but 
Uh, you're so caught up with this. You just said Melchizedek 7. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> All right, I'll edit that. But if I don't, well, I guess no, it was just left in there. It's I'm funny. passionate about this stuff, man. <laughs> but it reminds me of another misunderstood <laughs> passage in Romans 7. We're not going to turn there right now. But Romans 7, which we've talked a lot about, has a passage talking about what seems to be talking about marriage when Paul is simply trying to illustrate we, we've been uh, divorced from the law and delivered from the law and uses marriage as an example. And here, the writer of Hebrews is not teaching a series on tithing. It's just a few verses anyway. But he's not even encouraging people to tithe here. And so there's a double whammy that can take place that isn't so good. People could easily misunderstand First of all, what's being talked about regarding the tithe, and more importantly, they could miss the whole point of what the writer is talking about, which you were referring to, Joel, the superiority of Christ as our high priest. Yeah, exactly. And, and with that, we got to wrap it up. But next week, we will get into Melchizedek chapter 7, and <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, we'd have to totally make that one up. But yeah, we uh, last time, I know we said we would... In addition, talking about Hebrews 7, we talk about, well, Jesus mentioned the tithe, and so doesn't that mean that we should tithe? Well, we'll uh, definitely get into that one uh, next time as we continue talking uh, about giving and tithing here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.